0: You're listening to Astroscope, astrology podcast by Mark Lerner and Great Bear Enterprises. This podcast is sponsored by Buzzword Consulting and ForFame.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to podcast number 12 in our mini-series on the progressed USA Sun and progressed USA Palace based on the Declaration of Independence, birth chart for the United States from July 4th of 1776, making their union, which is going to happen as I do this on May 27th tomorrow, May 28th, 2019, which has been building up in power for many weeks, if not for years, and this is something I've been studying for several years, and this will continue to influence the United States and the world for many weeks, months, and years to come, which I will continue to explain in this series. Now, um, there are so many things that are about to happen in the next 24 hours, and I want everyone to realize I have never expected a gigantic one event to take place, which will be tomorrow, Tuesday, May 28th, although I will put together the threads. One of the main themes of Pallas Athena, aside from intelligence-gathering Justice and the fight for justice, uh, as well as defense of uh, protecting, particularly in what we call mundane astrology or Earth-oriented astrology, the defense of a nation. Um, Just as Pallas Athena, as Eleanor Bach has clearly shared in her work from decades ago, DNA and the genetic code and how we secure or protect the human body is very much connected to Pallas Athena in terms of creating shields. I've also talked about the asteroid Vesta because Vesta has a lot to do with safety and security which is a little bit different than shielding the body um, which I I see as a, a different theme. So the idea of shielding the human body and shielding a country through its Department of Defense and also the intelligence and particularly in this day and age, with computers and technology in order to maintain that defense. And this is why Pallas Athena has so much to do with the issues of uh, other nations hacking into our systems, and I've explored that throughout the first 11 podcasts in different levels. What I want to direct you to at the moment, uh, a couple of things right off the bat. If you go, you don't have to order this particular report, but I've mentioned it. We have a report in uh, if you go up to the top of the homepage, after you're done listening to this, go to the top of the homepage of Great Bear Enterprises' website, www.greatbearenterprises.com if you're somewhere else. And in the area of the top, you'll see little titles there. And one of them is Astrology Shop. And if you click on that, there's a, a, a screen uh, pop-up menu and you want to click on astrology reports and that'll take you to a new page and in the astrology report section we have great reports they're all computerized sent to people who order them by pdf uh, uh, attachment to email you can look at samples so right when you get to that page with reports you don't have to go to a particular report but to the right you'll see a little bar uh, about viewing samples and if you click on that another little screen shows up and it shows all the different types of reports with sample reports. And if you scroll down, you'll see four asteroids in Chiron. That's the report that we sell, which is a terrifically written report, which I'll get to in a moment. That's why I want to point it out. And literally today, for the first time since I've started this series, just in the last couple of weeks, this whole mini-series, this is now the 12th one, has only been going on in the month of May of 2019. I've started couple weeks ago and kept adding to it and you'll see four asteroids in chiron and the example report is former prime minister margaret thatcher and i decided to take a look at that tonight on the eve of the whole Pallas athena uh sun progressed conjunction by secondary progression that will be exact in the next 24 hours at 14 plus of pisces uh in the zodiac and as i was reading through it um I wanted people to realize that for those of you who don't know anything about the asteroids, even if you do know a little bit about them, this is a fabulous report because the writer Venita Hutchinson gives very deep understanding for each of the four main asteroids in Chiron, that's Ceres, Pallas, or Pallas Athena, Juno, Vesta, and Chiron. My point here is that I was reading through her introduction about Pallas Athena, and Just for, in a complimentary way, for all of you to learn from uh, an astrologer who has an expertise, just like I've talked about Eleanor Bach, and I've talked about Zipporah Dobbins, and I've mentioned Demetra George, three women that I know of who have done extraordinary work with asteroids. Vanita Hutchinson has a wonderful ability to bring together the archetypes and the themes of these four main asteroids, as well as Chiron. And the reason I want all of you to take a look at what Vanita Hutchinson has to say in um, the report on Mar- on Margaret Thatcher, particularly the palace intro section, is you'll learn a whole lot of extra material about the meaning of Pallas Athena, the mythology, which is very different than very often we hear about things like, oh, Pallas Athena was born full armoured from her father Zeus. Or Jupiter. Well, that's just part of the story because in earlier times, um, it's very accurate that obviously Pallas Athena had a mother. Her mother, Metis, was a sea goddess in terms of what the work of uh, Vanita Hutchinson is talking about. And what happens is in a lot of the mythologies, the myths originate from a certain part of the world, then the myths change later. And in this particular case, um, where the mythology of Pallas Athena originated um, was more of a maternal culture, or at least a culture that emphasized the importance of women and the feminine principle. But then over periods of eons, as different other or, uh, other countries and cultures get a hold of a mythology, the mythology can change. And so that's one of the things that happened in terms of Pallas Athena being, in a sense, co-opted at a certain point in ancient history by a, a certain... time period of the Greek uh, heritage. And then instead of Pallas Athena being connected to her mother, Metis, it becomes a kind of mythology where Zeus or Zeus Jupiter devours Metis, who is pregnant with Pallas Athena in order to exert his masculine control over that particular goddess energy or feminine. And then that's how Pallas Athena becomes born through Jupiter Uh, which gives a male chauvinist slant to what was originally eons before or hundreds or thousands of years before a very different kind of mythology. And also you'll be able to see Vanita Hutchinson's writing about uh, fairly similar to Eleanor Bach and Zipporah Dobbins and what Demetra George has to say in her books about the themes and archetypes of Pallas Athena. So this would be a great way for all of you to um, get familiar with what's going on. And then, if you decide, just today, two people ordered the Asteroids and Chiron report. So, this was the first time since I've been doing the podcast that people were serious enough and interested enough to actually order a report, which is not all that expensive right now. There is a discount uh, till the end of May. And so, for a very small amount of money, um, less than $20. One can get a a great report on where Ceres, Pallas, Juno, and Vesta are in the Zodiac by house in the birth chart and the main aspects it it has, as well as these introductions. So um, I wanted to emphasize that as we we start this situation. Um, So now the, the next level that I want to talk about for today is more connected to events happening tomorrow, which again, for many of you may be in the past may tuesday may 28th uh msnbc uh, not everybody enjoys watching them if people are more centrist or on the right on the right of the political spectrum but nevertheless it is very interesting and you'll you'll understand why in in a few moments uh lawrence o'donnell show the last word tomorrow night is going to come from south carolina and it's going to be one of these town halls with kamala harris um, the senator, the junior senator from California. And we do have her birth data, thankfully. And she is a very amazing individual. And I will also be doing a separate podcast about her in the future, just to sort of s- set that up as a little tantalizing clue. But when I saw a week ago that Lawrence O'Donnell, um, who is a sun sign Scorpio, And he's very perceptive and controversial, but a brilliant person. He's had a long history of of reporting and work, particularly in the Congress and so many other things. So the guests that he has on the show and the things that he does in particular always seem very right on and time-wise appropriate. So the fact that uh, this was being reported a week ago that she just happened to be doing a town hall – on the day of the sun palace progressed, secondary progressed conjunction made me start opening up ideas in my mind about like, okay, uh, she's obviously running for president. uh, And she, her father uh, was born in Jamaica and her mother was born in India. And she's had an extraordinary rise to power in the state of California. And she's running for the presidency and why is she uh, a main figure on this particular day that I've been looking at because it's the exact Sun Palace progressed conjunction day? And even though this energy field will keep going on and stay very, very important for weeks and months and even years, it, it strikes me as a, as what I call a synchronicity. It's not a coincidence. There must be some thing in her birth chart or the significance of her own palace, Athena, or some degree in the zodiac. And so we'll, we'll show how that is the reality and that this is something we all do. I have a strong intuition, but I've never put myself out there. It's just, it just goes against the grain of how I do astrology. I don't broadcast the fact, oh, you know, amazing, psychic, intuitive, Mark Lerner does A, B, and C. It just doesn't appeal to me. But doing this work for 47 years now, because I started in 1972, and I've learned from so many great teachers. I've talked a lot about um, the women um, who have explored the asteroids. Um, at other dates, I'll talk a little bit more about the men, people like Dane Rudyard, who is my main mentor, and Dr. Mark Edmund Jones and some other people, um, and I always feel indebted to the people who've come before and also always want to credit them so that people can go back to the actual sources. In fact, the online School of Planet- Planetary Studies on our website, which started out as uh, cassette tapes and then became CDs, CDs, and now is an online course as well as with, uh, with printed material, uh, in other words, a bound book of notes actually it's an it's notes that are online i keep saying things like a bound book of notes that's what it used to be but now it's notes that you can read online and download as well as charts that you can see online and download and so um in that whole area there is all kinds of uh information from the the great teachers i've had men and women just so you know so check out again the school of planetary studies 36 one hour uh, lessons by audio, as well as lesson notes and charts that can be down, downloaded to learn so many things, including in the advanced series, a uh, a complete one-hour session on the asteroids. Okay, so that's part of those lessons. Uh, at this point, though, Kamala Harris will be on TV, and if some of you are listening to this now, or you can probably get a YouTube version of this town hall, or some other way. So the evening of May 28th, Kamala Harris in South Carolina, hosted by Lawrence O'Donnell of MSNBC, there will be all kinds of questions coming to her in her race uh, for the uh, presidential uh, niche in the Democratic Party for next year. And so this could be a turning point for her, and it could be a turning point for some of the other people running if what she answers happens to strike certain chords and notes with that particular group, and then that gets broadcast around the world, uh, changing people's views about who she is and whether or not she's the right person to become the next president of the United States or a future president. The other thing is that there is uh, a show on NBC, which is... Uh, going to happen the next day. I'm pretty sure it's Wednesday it's going to start. I've seen this being touted for weeks now. And this relates, again, to Athena or Pallas Athena because it's called The In-Between. And in the story, um, from what I can gather so far, it's a woman um, who is, if you remember a show called Medium and with Patricia Arquette, and then there was also The Ghost Whisperer for many years, uh, a completely different show. There have been shows about, and both of them starring women, who are tuning into uh, something, an energy coming from the other side, from people who have passed on, and th- that's what's happening in this one. But the, uh, the, and then in this situation, so it, it seems a little bit close to the medium show, uh, or or show that was on for a number of years, uh, a little bit more than the Ghost Whisperer in the sense that in the show called The In-Between, again, starting on NBC, May 29th. And the reason I'm talking about it is that it's happening so close to the Sun-Palace-progressed U.S. conjunction. And the reason that seems connected to Palace Athena is she's a fighter for justice working with a police department. So rather than being a ghost whisperer, who um, is trying to solve a particular kind of thing, which is also very fascinating in and of itself. And that show went on for a number of years. Um, What's similar to kind of this resurrection of a new uh, show that was like Medium is that this person is working with detectives, police department, to try and solve uh, probably cold cases and things like that because she is communicating with uh, people who have passed on. But one of the taglines is, again, uh, working to uh, being, in a sense, a fighter for justice. So it'll be very interesting if this takes hold. A lot of shows, of course, only last for a short period of time. It all has to do with whether people are tuning into the regular channels anymore and what kind of publicity and how well the show is done and so on. And then the other little point here, as a reminder, is we're not only having the exact palace sun progressed, Conjunction for the USA chart in the next 24 hours at 14 plus a Pisces, but on Thursday of this week, and this is already affecting everybody as well, the asteroid Pallas Athena in the sky, which is going retrograde for a couple of months now, is going to stop and make what we call a station, and every, anytime any pl- planetary body, any celestial body makes a station, the sun and the moon never st- make stations, but all the planets do, all the asteroids do, Chiron as well, and planets beyond Pluto, planets like Sedna, which we will get into, we've already talked about Eris, I've also talked about Sedna, and these are two of the main uh Celestial bodies far away from Pluto, but we can now calculate them into charts, and they are fascinating. And I've already done my story a couple years ago when uh, Donald Trump was um, inaugurated, as well as Mike Pence as vice president on that day, January 20th of 2017. It turned out that uh, Eris in the sky, that faraway planet, was exactly on Sedna in Donald Trump's birth chart. No orb, in other words, the degrees and minutes of arc of this faraway celestial body, Eris, was on top of this other faraway body of Sedna when Donald Trump was born in 1946. And when anything is exact, it's extraordinary. And as you may remember, the day after the Trump inauguration, millions of women around the planet were marching and demonstrating concerning what they felt was, again, um, the the whole issue of misjust, um, miscarriage of justice in the election of Trump, not only because of the potential scandal at that point of involvement of Russians or a foreign power uh, in our election, but because of his behavior toward women in particular. So uh, Iris on Sedna, again, is a big connection of the goddess energy that happened at the start of the Trump-Pence administration. And I've also reported before that one looks at the uh, chart for the inauguration of Trump, which is also very important for the whole four-year cycle. I've gone through this before, uh, and also my writings uh, from Welcome to Planet Earth over 20 years, the mag- the pioneering magazine, newspaper magazine, They went out to the public from 1981 to 2000 and all my writings that uh, are now in the Earth Aquarius news section of our current Great Bear Enterprise website. So I've talked a lot about um, inaugural charts and their importance for the president and the vice president, as well as the nation and the unfoldment of events for the four-year cycle. You have to look at those charts. They're very significant for when a uh, a president and vice president inaugurated that specific chart for noon on January 20th of whatever year is happening. And therefore the palace Athena position in that chart is significant. And I've already talked about it a little bit in an earlier podcast. So we may talk about that again in the future. So um, we've got Pal- palace Athena stationing this week as well. Um, at the end of the week. And that goes into next weekend. And I've already reported the extraordinary situation that next year when Pallas Athena will next go retrograde, make another station go retrograde that will happen May 17 of 2020 at this very key degree that we've looked at zero plus of Aquarius, which is where the next inauguration takes place Uh, on January 20th of 2021, where the Sun is at zero of Aquarius or zero plus Aquarius. And I've already reported several times we have these major alignments next year. Mars conjunct Saturn, the end of March 2020, where zero plus Aquarius. And those are the traditional malefic planets. They don't always have to be malefic. But for Mars and Saturn, they only come together every two years. They're going to come together um, about, well, calculate the time period between march 31 2020 and january 20th of 2021 when the next president is inaugurated so primaries will have some of the major primaries of uh and the the iowa caucuses and the new hampshire primary of next year and super tuesday in early march will have already happened uh, they'll already happen in February and early March of two thousand twenty then we'll get Mars conjunct Saturn the end of March of two thousand twenty at zero plus of Aquarius and then and then, in May seventeenth Pallas will stop and go retrograde at zero plus Aquarius, adding on its emphasis on intelligence gathering and justice or miscarriage of justice and how we defend the country, particularly uh from hacking. And again, another major challenge that we have is we have not worked on the voting systems. Uh, We have too many different different types of voting, which can easily be tampered with. And reports still keep coming out, what happened in Florida from 2016. But it's not as if all these different voting systems are all going to be squeaky clean, Uh, And we may, therefore, have these issues that are going to develop uh, about voters and voter suppression and who's on the voting rolls and who isn't, as well as potential interference. And it doesn't have to be one country. It could be a bunch of countries, and it could also be people within this country. Um, It can come from almost anywhere, people who are trying to have their different uh, agendas, whether to support one candidate or political party or another, or just to foul up the whole system. So this is something we should have taken much more seriously way back, many years ago, um, after this, the hanging chads of 2000, which was one of the reasons why the Supreme Court has to rectify that whole issue that they even made a 5-4 decision. They should have never made it. They should have said, We're, you guys figure it out in Florida you created this mess, we're not going to decide it for you. I think, I believe that's a kind of karma, and which is another reason why I've talked about John Roberts. I believe the John Roberts era or court, regardless of his politics and the fact that uh, he, he comes from a, a conservative background, a Republican background, he may want to be a kind of moderating energy, which I hope he will be, looking at the, the where the country is headed, and not being in an extremist position to create more havoc so every uh the presidency has a karma the congress has a karma so does the uh, so does the supreme court and the important decisions they make or not you know and you may be aware that a lot of times they don't accept cases well they shouldn't have accepted that case they they did it uh, because it was many weeks, it was almost 35 days. So it was it was already uh, five weeks from the time of the election until they made their decision. And that was just too long. So they finally decided to pipe in with a totally political decision. So they have to resolve that. And if they don't resolve it in the next year or two, then it'll stay unresolved and it'll be even worse at some future date. Eventually they're going to have to resolve it, regardless of conservative, liberal, moderate on the court. That court has got to make a decision of that's fair, that's that's equitable, um, that makes sense relative to the I- ideals of justice in the country, and this is very much involved with Pallas Athena. Okay, so having said all that... Um, We want to go into the next level. I'm laughing because there's so much to uh, go through here. Okay, so obviously what's going on is there's so much happening with the progressed Sun Palace conjunction in the United States birth chart. Simultaneously transiting Palace during the same time period just happens to make a station in Libra, which is the traditional sign of justice itself. So that's, we would say, ironic or coincidental, but it's really more synchronistic. So what I want to do here as well, what I've had to do is I was going to do actually certain uh, discussion of President Trump and some other things about his chart in this podcast, but I decided to delay that because of what's happening where Kamala Harris is going to be on TV, And I think that's very important, as we'll see in terms of what her chart looks like. And we'll take a preliminary look at that in a few minutes, as well as the fact that this TV show is coming on, which could be very significant. So in two ways on television, one, a town hall of Kamala Harris, a major candidate, uh, and particularly a major woman candidate. And unless I'm mistaken, the only woman candidate from the West Coast. Okay, there are there are different men who are running. From the West Coast, but she's the only woman. And of course, this is an area that President Trump particularly disses and is not exactly uh, helpful to the states on the West Coast, because on the West Coast, Washington, Oregon, and California are not particularly keen on some of the things that have been happening during this administration. So uh, he he tends to take a dim view, and we all know that, about a lot of the um, ideas and ideals, and um, how people on the West Coast are living, and particularly the governors and the the legislatures out here, and uh, Kamala Harris is, in a sense, not just the senator from California, uh, and also coming from much more of a minority background, and as well as her uh, her genius and her expertise in terms of being the um, attorney general for the state of California for quite a long time, and now we have all these issues with William Barr, who is more uh, behaving as the president's lawyer than as an attorney general for the United States. So this is another reason why I believe rather strongly that Kamala Harris has a lot of skill sets that the country needs and we'll see where all this goes, whether or not she's recognized for that and how well her candidacy goes, because you never know about those kind of things. Um, so what I wanted to just mention in brief before we look at her chart and, and a couple of other things in this podcast, what have we done so far? Okay, Because one of the things I want to say was I am constantly discovering all kinds of new things. And astrology is really fascinating in that way. And I just want everyone to know it's not like 47 years ago when I studied so intensely that that was it. And then I just do readings, whether about for individuals, which I have done thousands of those and um, done interpretations and about the world and countries with uh, nation charts. And I've already reported that there are charts of States as people now know from listening to other podcasts of mine here in this series. And if you are up on your astrology, then, Whenever a state entered the union for the United States, it has its own chart, and therefore, any of you listening, um, your your astrological compatibility with the chart for the state you live in is a significant factor. Your astro- your astrological chart for the country itself, the July Fourth, 1776 chart, to understand if you if you become successful enough to be able to influence the the United States in one field or another, very often we'll see that if we did an astrology comparison, that certain plants in your chart are connected to the nation's chart. Part of the reason why uh, Donald Trump is so influential uh, and was able to defeat all those Republicans is that his birth chart. So many of the celestial bodies are very closely conjunct or opposite or trine or sextile or square celestial bodies in the chart for July 4th of 1776. As a researcher of presidential charts, I've never seen anything like it. And it doesn't mean that, therefore, President Trump, everything he does is gold or good. And many of the things, in my personal opinion, that have been done during the course of his presidency and his role here are far from that. So um, at the same time, I like to look at things as equitably as possible um, to look at a president's chart or a candidate's chart from the perspective of what are they bringing to the United States or what does their chart mean in general and why is the nation potentially choosing that individual to be president. One other little thing about discoveries is my research shows over four plus decades that the what happens is, is that when each president comes into power, they're coming in for a particular reason or two. Uh, there's one or two things, almost as if the the future is, is kind of known out there and the country winds up selecting somebody who then bec- performs something, is a catalyst about something, whether it's war or defense or the nation or justice or whatever the main themes are. And once they accomplish that, their sort of time is over as far as what's so significant, and but they come into power because the nation needs that individual. And clearly we, we should have in the past, but we're getting much closer to the point where a, a woman will be in a position of power in terms of the presidency. And I feel it's inevitable, and I do believe it will happen, and hopefully much sooner than later. So... One a couple of things of what we have done so far, just as a reminder um, in the in the first podcast uh and I don't know how many of you have listened to all of them or some of them when you get to this particular point, which is number twelve but in terms of synthesis and some of the extraordinary things that have come together um I shared in the beginning, podcast 1 and 2, how the release of the Mueller report to the Attorney General's office, which goes back to March 22nd, and then when the Mueller report was released to the country, which was April 18th, how the moon and palace were in a conjunction on those exact dates, just like when America came into being July 4th, 1776. Our birth chart as a country has the moon with Pallas. So we explored a lot of these moon palace monthly mergers as a lead-in to now, and that was at the beginning of with podcast one and two. And I also brought in the astronomy of the discovery of Pallas or Pallas Athena as an asteroid, the second asteroid to be discovered, which happened by on March 28, 1802. And we, we have a chart for that, even though it's a little bit approximate, but for the evening. When that asteroid was discovered and sighted, um, further in podcast three, I brought in that the United States has a Justice Department. It didn't come into being when the when America started in 1776, and it really wasn't a department when the country began um, its its life as a in terms of Congress and. And the first president in Washington in 1789, there was an attorney general or a, a, an individual who was working part-time. And it didn't happen until the grand administration that um, Congress authorized a Department of Justice. And on July 1, 1870, if you go to Department of Justice through Google and you go to their website, you'll see that they record July 1, 1870 as the beginning of their department. Uh, so we in podcast three, I explored that and the astrology ties to, uh, William Barrs the new U S attorney general and a look at world, uh, chess champion, Bobby Fisher's chart, who is very controversial, but he had an extraordinarily powerful palace, Athena, which is part of the, the area of palace, Athena of problem solving, strategizing, and anything having to do with seeing, seeing patterns, uh, and in the most fundamental way, our love for board games and card games and word games and solving crossword puzzles, uh, things like that. They're all connected back to Pallas Athena and her brilliance in terms of knowledge and wisdom. Um, and then we got into some other things as time went on in, in pod, podcast number four. Um, the, the the Progress Sun Palace uh, conjunction, um and connecting up to the presidential election of November 3rd. That came into being in the fourth podcast and also getting into key dates, which I just repeated recently in 2020 about the first degree of Aquarius and, uh, Jupiter conjunct Saturn, which is really the big conjunction next year beyond Mars and Saturn, Jupiter and Saturn together, December 21, 2020 at zero plus Aquarius just a month, exactly a month before the next inauguration of a president on January 20th, uh, 2021. And that's, in a sense, launch, launching this 180-year cycle of what we call the uh, the mutation cycles of Jupiter and Saturn that come together every 20 years, but they're going to shift from the Earth element of Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn, which has been going on since 1841, On December 21, 2020, only a year and a half from now, or uh, almost exactly a year and a half from now, we will switch into Aquarius, Gemini, and Libra for the next approximately 180 years. And this has a lot to do with changes in terms of ideas and consciousness and communication. Uh, Even things like cryptocurrencies, uh, things like that are relating to this shift from Earth to air. So that was uh, focused in podcast five. And then we went into things in podcast six about a link to President Kennedy's birth chart and observations how President Trump's statements and activities from 2016 to 2019 link up with JFK's life and shocking assassination. Podcast seven, I brought in the state chart for Texas, uh, fascinating with its palace Athena position as well as uh, the importance of Saturn and its Saturn return at the time that President Kennedy was assassinated and brought in this concept that nations can be feminine or masculine and, and gave a little bit of a report about that from the destiny of the nations by Alice A. Bailey, who was inspired in her work of for 30 years by her teacher, shaman, mentor the Tibetan master DK about nations being feminine and masculine. And then also bringing in the links between President Obama, Vladimir Putin, and President Trump in podcast seven. And then exploring state charts of Florida and Alabama. So again, showing that uh, it's important to take a look at state charts, uh, particularly in terms of certain of the events that have been happening. And then moving on to the importance of John Roberts, and in podcast number nine, and he is very significant, um, in my personal opinion. And, uh, as I was saying earlier in, in, this one, and just in the last two, I brought uh, podcast, 10 and 11, uh, the chart for uh, house speaker, Nancy Pelosi and Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and also talked a little bit about, um, the libertarian, um, uh, conservative congressman from Michigan, Justin Amash, and the connection to all of their Palace Athenas and other kind of placements in their charts. Uh, And then in the last one, uh, brought up the idea of, which is very important, the running out of the clock, uh, this kind of revisionist history uh, of President Trump, uh, who's about to have a progress new moon in Virgo in the middle of this September is at the end of a a 29-and-a-half-year cycle. And that uh, personally, and on a more spiritual note, the President of the United States should be doing a lot more affirming and meditating to make right a lot of the things where he's made mistakes. And all of us need to do that. We need to know more about our progress cycles in order to understand when we begin a new 30-year cycle, we end an old one. So that's a little bit on that score. So as we're nearing um, toward the end of this particular session, I want to bring up Kamala Harris's birth chart, October twentieth of nineteen sixty four. You can take a look at that. And here's the. Uh, I, we will do a full report on her in the future. She is born though at a at a full moon. Exactly at a full moon, but as opposed to President Trump, who's born at a full moon total lunar eclipse, which is a different a whole different entity there. Kamala Harris has is born at a full moon. But when we look, here's the extraordinary thing. Uh, tomorrow, uh, which will be May 28th as I'm doing this, there, the monthly moon Chiron conjunction. Chiron is the wounded healer archetype, the archetype of the shaman and the mentor with all kinds of spiritual gifts, as well as being uh, symbolized by the key, a key that opens doors to higher consciousness I've written so much about Chiron, uh, where I live out here, because I'm born on the East Coast, and where I live out here in what's called relocation astrology, Chiron is exactly rising for me on on the Ascendant, therefore has played a very prominent role in my life for over 30 years living out on the West Coast. Um, So one of the things, we know Kamala Harris's birth time, fortunately enough, and Chiron is elevated for her, and guess what? 14 plus a Pisces, which is where, again, all presidents had been inaugurated before 1937. They were inaugurated on March 4th. March 4th is also, um, so on March 4th of every year, when presidents used to be inaugurated, the sun would always be at 14 plus a Pisces. But the chart for the actual beginning of Congress, the constitutional government, the wheels of government beginning go back to March 4th of 1789 based on when the Constitution came into being on September 17, 1787. And then the Constitution, that's when the Constitution, when, when the gathering occurred and the Constitution was sort of breathed into life. But then the Constitution had to be ratified by nine of the 13 states, and that didn't actually happen until the following summer. Um, June of 1788, and then once that happened, then the government came into being. Um, and so, the archetype, the archetypal chart of the government of the United States or Congress and the government would be something like a midnight chart for March 4th, 1789. Now, there are some issues with all that because apparently there wasn't a quorum, things had to wait for a couple of weeks before the actual Congress, Senate. Representatives started doing their things, and, and uh, George Washington didn't become president until April 30th of 1789. But what this still means is the government of the United States still has a chart from March 4th of 1789, where the sun was at 14 plus a Pisces. So the fact that the progressed sun and progressed palace by secondary progression are now happening, never happened before, In the history of the United States and they're happening at 14 plus a Pisces. And here we have this very important figure, Kamala Harris, who will be on TV tomorrow on this key date. And the Sun-Palace progressed conjunction at 14 plus a Pisces is exactly on top of her natal Chiron, both the wounded healer but also a healer, and often considered a shaman mentor, certainly teacher, with all kinds of skill sets when one reads the mythology about Chiron. At the same time, Pallas Athena for Kamala Harris is in Sagittarius. Uh, She also has the asteroid Juno in Sagittarius, and using the birth chart that we use and have used for many decades at uh, Welcome to Planet Earth and Earth Aquarius News and now Graper Enterprises, um, her two asteroids, Juno and Pallas, would be on the ascendant or rising in the United States birth chart. Her palace Athena at 13 plus of Sagittarius is almost precisely square Uranus in her birth chart at 13 plus of Virgo. Even though that is a square, it's so powerful and both Pallas Athena and Uranus are equated with not only advanced intelligence and intelligence gathering and knowledge and wisdom, but innovation and invention. So it's very intriguing to see uh, just that. And I will talk more about her in the future. This is only a a little bit of a tidbit. But she also has Saturn near the top of her chart in late Aquarius, conjunct Pallas, Athena, and the Moon in the United States birth chart. And in the chart that we use for the United States, Saturn is above in the sign of Libra. So here's a woman who has Saturn above in her chart, as well as Vesta and Chiron and the Moon and so her chart is very significant. She also has Jupiter in the elevated area of her birth chart. So uh, we will be looking at Kamala Harris uh, strongly in the future. By the way, uh, because I don't want to go too far on here with this, with this uh, podcast, uh, William Weld is, is running in the Republican primaries next year. And he was born, William Weld is, has a great history, very fascinating, had been governor of Pennsylvania, of, excuse me, not Pennsylvania, Massachusetts twice. He had run the criminal division of the U.S. Justice Department. He had resigned in protest um, during the time period in 1988 when Ed Meese was running that under the Reagan administration, and both William Weld running the uh, the criminal division as well as the Deputy Attorney General resigned uh, because of what they felt was going on with Ed Meese, and then eventually Ed Meese resigned, and it had to do with not doing the job of Attorney General carefully or, or correctly. So he's going to be very interesting, and actually the chart of Kamala Harris and William Weld related to the next election day is very significant. It doesn't mean that, oh, you know, the Republicans are going to throw Trump overboard. However, there is a a very interesting issue, and Lawrence O'Donnell has also brought this up because he's a great historian about things. Anytime uh, this happened, uh, well, anytime someone uh, goes in the primary against a candidate, like, for instance, Ted Kennedy running against Jimmy Carter in 1980 in the primaries, and and Jimmy Carter had been president, then Jimmy Carter lost. When um, Senator McCarthy, Eugene McCarthy, from, from, uh, I want to say Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota, was running, decided to run against uh, President Johnson because Senator McCarthy felt we should get out of Vietnam. He didn't win the New Hampshire primary against... Uh, President Johnson, but he got such an extraordinary showing that it turned out that Johnson then uh, decided not to run for president again, which he could have done, which led Robert Kennedy to run. And then we know that Robert Kennedy was assassinated as well as Martin Luther King. And I I will have a podcast about Robert Kennedy, which will be really fascinating. And I've got that in the the Quay here, and this is going to come up soon. So some we're talking about what happened in the first 11 podcasts. I'm also bringing up how you can explore the asteroids and Chiron in your chart by going to our astrology shop and viewing a sample of the four asteroids and Chiron report. You'll read and see Margaret Thatcher, the former Prime Minister of, of the United Kingdom of England, and can read up about Pallas Athena and some of its unusual mythology that goes way beyond the paternalistic energy and more into the, the maternal and the goddess energy. And now we see William Weld could uh, put a big dent in the potentials of, of Donald Trump, because it turns out that whenever, um, whenever someone within the party, uh, Goes into the primary system to defeat an incumbent, that person gets wounded. Okay, so this brings up kind of the Chiron effect. Well, in the chart for William Weld, we see, and this is really fascinating, he has the sun in Leo at eight plus degrees, and his palace Athena is eight plus of Libra. That's forming a nearly exact sextile, a 60 degree supportive alliance. And he is very, he's a brilliant person. Um, and he is extremely determined to run through many primaries in the Republican um, area, and he has support. He will have support. Now, we don't know how much, but nevertheless, it allows Republicans with, with any conscience, conservative, moderate, liberal, whatever their, their uh, view in, in Republican conservative, and they'll have an alternative to Donald Trump. And so in a number of these primaries and caucuses, you'll, the Republicans will say, oh, there's William Weld and learn about him being governor of Massachusetts, being, uh, in fact, he and Hillary Clinton, when they were both younger, they were working on the whole Nixon impeachment together. At that point, Hillary Clinton was Hillary Rodham. She wasn't, uh, that's how she was known. And and he and she uh, were, were both working together, Republican and Democrat. In fact, people forget that Hillary Rodham, Hillary Rodham Clinton, came out of a Republican family. She, the politics there was a Republican and not Democrat. What's extraordinary about William Weld is that he brings the sun and pals together in his own chart. And within just six hours of his birth, six to seven hours, I did a little bit of research. Later in the day, his, his chart is known, as time is known, July 31, 1945, that the sun made an exact 60-degree pattern, which is considered fortuitous. So we see that, and there are many other significant places in his birth chart that could show uh, he has strong Gemini, Mars, Uranus, and and Venus, which is why he was connected to the Justice Department and worked there because the Justice Department chart of July 1 of 1870 has a lot of planets in Gemini. And he has a lot of skill sets in order to show the deficiencies of the current president and vice president and why the Republican party needs to come back to its senses. So he has an extraordinary emphasis on Pallas Athena as a warrior for justice and equality and intelligence and uh, really protecting the country from foreign interference because his solar orb and palace are locked into an extraordinary link. That's very exact at the time of his birth. So, I will end here. I wanted to give a list of some of the events, but clearly um, I've already shared for quite a bit of time and I don't want to go on further. Uh, At some point, I will bring in the the chart for the discovery of Uranus, though, which happened March 13 of 1781, the last year um, of the uh, Revolutionary War, uh, Uranus being discovered in England by Sir William Herschel. And I'll get into my work with that because I've done that work for a long time over almost 40 years of exploring that particular chart and now we can see there are links between um, the discovery of ranus and Pallas athena in the united states birth chart between 1776 and 1781 which I never saw before because I never did this kind of podcast as well as for instance in looking at Kamala Harris's chart she's very connected to the discovery of Uranus chart and that brings in a whole other dimension of why is she rising to power through California being a senator and also having had the background of being the Attorney General of California and think she's a very good foil for William Barr so things are getting set up for powerful women coming into uh, awareness, particularly Kamala Harris. Um, So there, and of course other women who are also running uh, for the presidency, there are quite a few, but she is one of the, the, there's Elizabeth Warren who's uh, been out there a long time as well and being a Senator uh, and Amy Klobuchar and some others. But I believe Kamala Harris, um, might wind up we'll have to see what happens but she's definitely connected to palace athena in a major way and i haven't actually explored elizabeth warren or or amy klobuchar's chart to look at their palace athena energies and some of the other ones so i want to be fair about that obviously take a look at their charts down the road and some of the other women who are also running marion williamson has just been uh, again someone involved in new age and holistic healing and feminine uh, revolutionary areas has just been okay, got enough signatures. So she's in there and that that just happened the last week or so, which is another emphasis on palace Athena. And I have no doubt that when we look at Marion Williamson's birth chart and her cycles, we're going to see connection to palace Athena and the other main asteroids and Tulsi Gabbard of, of Hawaii, a representative. I don't, I think she's still a representative. She was before, and who had, who has background in the military, um, I'm sure in all the women's charts we're going to see the asteroids and particularly Pallas Athena in their in her warrior uh, emphasis and fighter for justice and to uh, to neutralize miscarriage of justice and for intelligence gathering and how we defend the country from interference whether domestic or foreign. It's all going to come together. So thank you for listening. We'll move on to. Uh, the next uh, podcast which will be number 13 which hopefully I will do in the next 24 to 48 hours thank you for listening many blessings bye for now